Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Christian Fellowship. We are a family on a journey to become more like Christ, sharing His kingdom by expressing His love. We hope that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. Heavenly Father, we thank you for our time together this morning. We thank you for your assurance that where two or three are gathered together, you are in our midst. We welcome you, and we ask that you would have your way with us today. We thank you for the anointing that enables us to see and to hear things in the Spirit. And we thank you for touching our hearts and making them receptive to the ministry of your word today. We also pray that you would grant me, dear Lord, the unction that I may speak as the oracles of God, and that your name be glorified and raised up in Jesus' precious name. Amen. You may be seated. I have an encouraging word for you and for me, for those who are overly concerned about my health, particularly my eyes. And the Lord visited me with an encouraging word, and I'm going to share it with you. So when you ask me how I am, you know what my answer is going to be. I was with a group of people. I didn't recognize any of them. And I was sitting uh, behind a desk, and they were on the other side of the desk with the Bible opened. And uh, I was testifying to them. I was saying to them, I just want you to know that according to the Word of God, look, look, look there what it says. And I pointed to the verse of Scripture from 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, that says, By his stripes you were healed. And I said to the, the people that were sitting on the other side of the desk, I believe, according to the Word of God, that I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. The problem, I said to them, my body hasn't received the revelation yet, and is still rebelling. But the Holy Spirit bears witness with my spirit that I am healed. And then I said this, some of you only believe what you see, but I believe what I do not see. That's faith. I thank God for the Word of God, don't you? That gives us inside information which our physical senses have not perceived yet. We can know things in the Spirit based on the Word of God. That's why I love the Word of God. How many of you have brought your Bibles here today? Can I see your hands? Just a few of you. The rest of you are going to be very uncomfortable in heaven. You know why? Just like my friend J. John said the other day, you know, Obadiah is going to walk up to you shake hands with you and say, I, I am Obadiah, did you read my book? And you're going to say, what? You wrote a book? <laughs> then you bump into Zephaniah, and Zephaniah says, did you read my book? You also wrote a book. You, you, you wouldn't be able to converse with a number of people over there, because you haven't read the books. Hello? Are you still with me? I love the Word of God. And one of my prayers, heartfelt, heartfelt prayers, is that, Lord, give us a love for your Word. We don't value or appreciate the Word of God as we ought to, because we have not realized the power, the glory that lies within the Word of God. Amen. Amen. I pray that the Lord would give us a divine hunger for his precious word. 
That's why the book of Proverbs chapter 4 says, My son, attend to my words. Incline thine ears to my sayings. Let them not depart from before your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Why? Because they are life to those that find them and health to all of the flesh. When God wanted to deliver mankind, he didn't send an angel. He didn't send an army. What did he send? Psalm 107, verse 20, one of my favorite verses. He sent his word and did what? And healed them and delivered them from their destructions. That's why I say thank God for the word. The word is health. The word is medicine, another translation says, to all of our flesh. Amen? Amen. So today I want to share with you a principle. What I call the principle of multiplication. I have come across this principle many years ago. As I started my ministry, I read a verse of scripture in the book of Psalms 107 and verse 20, and it jumped out of my page. It was just as I started preaching to the Greek people. Psalm 107 verse 20 said, He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. And the Spirit of God spoke to me. He said, I want you to put all of your teachings in Greek on tape. And I want you to send them out to whosoever will ask for them. And do not ask for any money. Never ask for anything from them. I obeyed. Do you know that the word that will produce in your life is not the word you know in your head. It's the word you practice. It's the word you make it part of your life. So I stepped on in faith. I put all of my teachings on tape and I sent them out. Do you know that within a few years, I think seven years, seven different offices were established in seven different countries duplicating my messages and sending them out to the Greek people. They went to monasteries, they went to priests, and we have received, I would say, hundreds of testimonies of people that have been blessed, encouraged, saved, and healed by the Word of God. The more we gave, the more we had. The more we poured, the more we had. And this principle is based on the verses of Scripture that we're going to read. This is one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Uh, Stephen reminded me the other day, Dad, he said, I know you preached on this before. I was a little boy listening to you preaching about the widow woman who went to the prophet. Yes, I preached many times on it. And I love it because... It carries so much when it comes to our spiritual growth, our development, and our multiplication. In whatever area you want to experience growth and multiplication, this is what you need to do. This is the principle that you need to put into practice. Can we read that together, please? Second Kings. Chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. A certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets cried out to Elisha, saying, Your servant, my husband, is dead. And you know that your servant feared the Lord, and the creditor is coming to take my two sons to be his slaves. Thank God the prophet did fear the Lord, but he didn't make adequate provision for his family. He was unwise when it came to his financial affairs, even though he feared the Lord. And so in those days, if you didn't have money to pay your debts, they would come and take your sons, your daughters, and make them as slaves. Amen? Thank God they don't do this nowadays, or else many of us would not have anyone at home. So Elisha said to her, 
what shall I do for you? Tell me, what do you have in the house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house but a jar of oil. Then he said, go borrow vessels from everywhere, from all your neighbors, empty vessels. Do not gather just a few. And when you have come in, you shall shut the door behind you and your sons and pour it into all those vessels and set aside the full ones. So she went from him, shut the door behind her and her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured it out. Now it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said to her son, Bring me another vessel. And he said to her, There is not another vessel. So the oil ceased. When did the oil stop flowing? When there were no more empty vessels. Amen? You know when you stop growing? When you stop multiplying? When you're not pouring out? When you're not giving? Amen? The day you stop pouring is the day you stop growing. The day you stop giving is the day you go backwards. And this principle applies spiritually as well as financially. Amen? Amen. I remember many years ago, I shared my testimony to a few Greek folk. That was before I went into the full-time ministry. I was not a pastor. I was not a preacher then. I was just a businessman. But I shared my testimony. Whenever the opportunity was given to me, I would not hesitate. I would not keep quiet. I would share what the Lord has done for me. How he saved my soul, how he rescued my marriage, and how gracious and merciful and forgiving was the Lord to me. And some of them believed. Thank God. I led them to the Lord. I was just a young believer. And I recall... When I went to the Lord and asked him, Lord, what do I do with these precious souls? Which church do I take them to? Remember, they were Greek Orthodox. Very difficult for a Greek Orthodox person to walk into another fellowship that they're not used to. And the Spirit of God spoke up to me. He said, you don't have to take them anyway. You feed them. And I started arguing with the Lord. I'm not a pastor. I'm not a preacher. I, 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 I can't do it. I need to take them to a church. He says, no, you don't. You feed them. You give them to eat. And when I say to the Lord, Lord, I don't have Bible school education. I don't know how to do this. The Spirit of God spoke up and he said, the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and the power of the highest will overshadow you, and you will be able to do what you cannot do in the natural. I believed it. I stepped out in faith. Wow. I remember the first time I preached. I'll never forget it. I stood up. I opened my Bible. I read a verse of Scripture to the few that were around. And the Spirit of God came upon me, and I preached fire and brimstone without having gone to Bible school. I just shared what I knew. And the more I gave out, the more I grew. The more I gave, the more I poured, the bigger the crowd became. And that principle took me from one country to the next, preaching the gospel to thousands, even on a TV. What if I had not obeyed the Lord? Some of you are sitting here. You received so much wisdom and blessing in this house. Tremendous teaching and preaching, wholesome teaching. Let me ask you this. What are you doing with what you have received? 
Are you looking for empty vessels? Or are you sitting on what you received? Remember what Jesus said in Matthew 25? He said, a businessman went on a long journey and he called his servants and he gave to the one five, he gave to the one two, and he gave to the other one. He who received the five talents, what did he do? He worked with him. And he made another five. The one who received the two, he didn't just sit on it, he worked with it and he made another two. But the one who received the one talent, he was fearful, he went and hid it in the ground, and when the master came back, he held them accountable and he called them. The one who received five, he says, Lord, I, here it is, your five, and I made another five. Here it is, your two, I made another two. He said, well done, you good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord. And the one who received the one came and he said, I feared because you were a hard man, blah, 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 blah. He had such a wrong view and perception of the master that he hid it in the ground. And what did the master say to him? You wicked and lazy servant, you ought to have put that one talent in the bank to earn interest at least. And then he said, take the one from him and give to the one who has ten. And throw the unprofitable servant into the outer darkness. These are fearful words from the lips of the master. Are you with me? What you do not share or give out, you will ultimately lose. Amen? Thank God this woman knew what to do when she was in a crisis. She went to the prophet. That was the next best thing. She didn't have the relationship we have with the Lord today, that we can go direct to the Lord and inquire of him. She went to the prophet, the man of God. Thank God she knew where to go. Some of us don't know where to go today when we are in a crisis. We run here and there. There were banks in those days. There were loan sharks. She could have gone to another loan shark to borrow money and pay the creditors. But she went to the prophet. Do you know where to go when you're in crisis? We always go to the Lord first before anyone else. Amen? I recall, I'm giving you some of my own life's experience and testimonies so that I can mix the two because what I preach to you is what I live. I remember going to my pastor twice in all the years I've been going to church for seven years before I was released into my ministry. The first time, <clears throat> I was a few days old, and um, I was fiercely persecuted by my very own family, my relatives. And I didn't know what to do. I remember once my father-in-law kicked me out of the house because he misunderstood my faith. And I was here in the street crying my, my eyes out. I didn't know where to go. I knocked on the door of my pastor and I said this and this. He said, come on in. He prayed with me and encouraged me. A few days later, the same thing happened. I went to him again. That was the last time I went to my pastor. Every other time I went to the Lord. I shut the door, I opened my Bible, and I started praying, seeking God's face. You know, the Lord has never disappointed me to this day. He would tell me exactly what to do, and if I did it, he would give me the answer and the solution to the problem I was facing or to the crisis I was facing. One of the members of the then church that I was going to he came up to me one day and he said, what do you do when you have a problem? Because they saw I was never, I'm not saying don't go to your pastor, don't go to your shepherd, don't receive counsel. I'm telling you what I did. And thank God that the Lord has taught me right from the beginning how to go straight to him, how to hear from God and receive direction and guidance through his wisdom. He said, what do you do when you have a problem? I said, I go to the Lord. 
He said, what do you mean? I said, I go into my prayer closet, I shut the door, and I pray, and I share my heart with God. And he always gives me direction and guidance as to what to do. When I was having a problem with my marriage, I went to the Lord. And I started complaining to him about my wife. He didn't want to hear anything I had to say. Do you know what he did? He pointed me to Ephesians chapter 5. He said, husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. This is what you need to do. And I started practicing that. Problem solved. Amen? Amen. Are you still out there? When the Lord called me out of the business world into the full-time ministry, I questioned the Lord. I had no church behind me, no organization. No one gave me a promise of support. But the Lord said, sell your business, go down south. I want you to start a spiritual family down in Cape Town. And I asked, I said, Lord, how am I going to take care of my family? I've got three children, as though the Lord didn't know. Listen to what the Lord said. He said, the seeds that you have sown through your tithes and offerings for a number of years have laid a solid foundation beneath your feet. And when you step out, you're going to step out on that solid foundation and the seeds that you have sown will start to bring forth a harvest of blessing. But ever since I was born again, I was only a few days old and I read in my Bible in Malachi chapter 3, is it chapter 3, Michael, or chapter 2? And verse 10, bring all your tithes into the storehouse, that there may be food in my house. And test me in this, saith the Lord, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing, you will not have enough room to receive it. I didn't know what it meant. So I went to my pastor. I said, what does this mean? He said, the tithe is the 10% of your income. Offerings is far above that. Free will offerings. The tithe belongs to the Lord, he said. I said, how would I give it to him? And I was so green. I didn't know. He said, you give your tithe where you are spiritually fed. The local church that you're part of. I said, okay. I never questioned it. I never argued about it. Some of you do that. You can argue until you are blue or red in the face. What's written is written. And I started. I was earning 250 Rhodesian dollars a month working for my father-in-law. Every month, I would take an envelope, put $25 in there, and $5 offering. Close the envelope, and a month end, I would put it in the offering basket. Never questioned it. Later on, of course, I studied it for myself, and I understood the principle. To this day, my wife and I never missed a tithe. I'm not bragging on me, I'm bragging on God. You know what Proverbs chapter 11, verse 25 says? There is one who scatters, yet what? increases all the more. And there is one who withholds what is due and leads to poverty. That works both in the spirit and financially. Hello? God's word always works when you put it to work. Amen? Notice what the prophet said to the widow. He said, what shall I do for you? In other words, what are you coming to me for? What do you have in your house? And I believe this is the word of the Lord to us as a fellowship today. 
What do you have in this house? What do you have in your own house? So many of us complain and murmur and gripe about the things that we don't have. And you know the enemy wants you to focus on those things that you don't have. You don't have this, you don't have that. I don't have enough education. I don't have enough money. I don't come from the right stock of people. And on and on and on and go about the things we don't have. But here's the Spirit of the Lord addressing you and asking you today. What do you have in your house? Amen? Start using it and pouring it out. What have you received from God? You receive forgiveness. Release forgiveness. Have you received love? Go find someone who is empty of love, empty of encouragement, empty of hope, and give them some hope. Amen? Remember what Michael preached last week? He said, my life has changed. My destiny has changed. I was going nowhere, spiritually speaking, until somebody took an interest in me. Notice that the empty vessels didn't come to the widow woman and found her. The empty vessels are not going to come to you, and they're not going to come to this fellowship. You're going to have to go out and find those empty vessels. And when you find them, you pour into them. Pour what? Of what you've received. What have you received? Have you received a principle from this house, a teaching, a word? What are you doing with it? Are you sending it to someone to bless him, or you just sit on it? You know what I do when I receive a message that I am being blessed and encouraged? You know what I do? I forward it, I forward it, I forward it, I forward it. Why? Because I want others to be blessed and encouraged, just like I was. You know, it's time that we take our eyes off of ourselves and put them on someone else. Here was a young man going nowhere, spiritually speaking. Of course, he was going somewhere. But that was not his destiny. That was not the path that God has chosen for him. So I reeled him in. And you, you remember what he said? He asked me the hard question. Michael, what are you doing with your money? How much are you earning? What if I ask you how much are you earning? Ugh. Mind your own business. Now if you get offended, we'll never come back. If I ask you, are you a tither? Uh, some of you have never given a penny to this house. And you've been receiving and receiving and receiving and receiving. Hello? If you can't say amen, say, oh, poor me. What have I got to know? What have you what have you got? Go find empty vessels. I don't know where they are, Pastor. Well, if you ask the Holy Spirit, He'll guide you. He will show you where they are. You know, these empty vessels might just be all around you and you haven't even noticed them. But they hungry. They thirsty of hope, encouragement, of love. Praise God. Of kindness. And God cannot reach them, but only through you. We are the body, he's the head. Do you know that the head cannot do anything but only through the body? God is waiting on us, folks. We're not waiting on God. Listen to what the prophet said to her. Go into your neighborhood. And I, I, I can imagine, I can see this in my, in my imagination. The sun's going out, the two sons knocking on the door. 
Do you have an empty vessel that I can borrow? Yeah, yeah, we got, can I have, please, have you got any more than just, is it the prophet said, not just a few. Now let me ask you a question. Where did that oil come from? Have you asked, the, where did the oil come from? I can tell you where it came from. It came from the invisible realm of the fourth dimension of the kingdom of God. The more she poured, the more God poured into her. The more she gave, the more she had. That's how God wants to increase us, you, spiritually and financially. The Bible says, God is able to make all grace abound toward us, that we always, having all sufficiency in all things, notice the all, may abound to every good work. Imagine you have so much that you can give out so much. Not to hoard it, not for ourselves. I want more. Why? So that I can bless more people, bless more godly works. The Bible says, sow into a fertile ground. Well, what's a fertile ground? The Bible tells you. He says, if someone ministers to you spiritually, you ought to minister to them how? Materially. There's a divine exchange. If all you do is receive, 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 and never give anything, even that which you received, you're going to lose it. Are you listening, Wesley? Good. What have you got in your house? What have we got in this house? We are rich. We're blessed. We've received so much teaching over the years. Some of you who've been here for years. So much wisdom. So much encouragement. So much kindness and love. What are we doing with it? Are we sitting on it? Or are we sharing it? Hello? Amen. A number of years ago, I was very concerned about the lack of growth in numbers in our church. So I went away to fast and pray. Go straight to God. He knows all the answers anyway. And this is what I heard. Now listen carefully. He said, son, you are not going to grow in numbers by bringing people into the building. But you're going to grow by sending them out. Do you know the real strength of the church is not how many people are sitting in the building, but how many people we have commissioned to go out. And I have seen the blessing that came out of those we have released with the blessing of the Lord. The first one we released was my wife and I by our apostolic oversight. We went out and prayed. Today, the online church, every Sunday evening, was birthed out of the people we have released out. The second one we have released by the will of God was Elise. She has become such a tremendous blessing in the United States, not only spiritually, but financially. The other one we released was Peter Henson and Emma, Michael Weiss, Natasha. Do you know, they went out, Elise brought her whole family in. They all became tithers. Peter Henson brought almost his whole family in and another couple that works for him. Do you know that a very large portion of our financial resources does not come from the local church? It comes from those we send out. Hello. How did we grow? 
by releasing, by subtracting, not by adding. This is the principle, folks. What you give, whether it's love and forgiveness, will come back to you. Not the same measure that you've given it, but 30, 60, 100-fold in return. Jesus said, give first. Why? Because it puts you in a position to receive. That's why giving is more blessed than receiving. That's what the book of Acts says. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Why? Because it places you in a position to receive. Give and it shall be given back to you again. The same measure? No. Good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. Running over. Shall men give into your bosom. For with the same measure that you give, it will be measured back to you again. Do you see it? But you're going to have to do what first? Give. You need love. Find someone who is unloved and love on him. Do you need healing? Go find someone who sick, lay hands on him and pray for his healing. Do you need encouragement? Go find an empty vessel that needs encouragement and bless them. When you give it out, it will come back to you. And Jesus said it will come back 30-fold, 60-fold, and 100-fold return. Now, can you tell me of any institution that gives you 30-fold, 60-fold, 100-fold return? Huh? Do you know of any? I know of one, the kingdom of God. This building was built debt-free using this principle. We had the land, thank God. We had the plans, but we needed 1,200,000, 1,200,000 to put up this building. That was over 20 years ago. Today, probably you need 15, 17 million to do it. All we had in the bank was 10,000 rand and a handful of people. When I say to the congregation that God is going to give us the best he has and he's going to give it to us debt free, most of them, they laughed at me. But those who laughed at me are not, they haven't remained with us. They didn't believe. So the time came when I was to go onto a missionary journey in Greece. I used to go twice, three times a year. And I said to the financial board, they were much older than I, they hesitated a little bit, but finally they were convinced. I said, guys, we've got to sow some seed so that we can receive a harvest based on the principle that I just shared with you. So we took the 10,000 rand and they sowed it into the mission field. Within two years, God gave us 1,200,000 rand. One man alone gave us 960,000. Where did that money come from? From the seed that we have sown. Are you listening to me? There, you're sitting in it today. We don't owe a cent. In my personal life, I don't owe, my wife and I don't owe anybody anything except to love them. Do you know that the Bible says that we are debtors? Owe no man anything but what? What, are you, what do you owe? What do we owe to the world as Christians? Owe no man anything except what? Love. We owe them the gospel. We are debtors to the world. Paul says, I am a debtor to the Greeks and to the barbarians. And I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome. Amen. He wanted to pay his debt. That's why he said, woe is me if I do not preach the gospel. 
We owe the world the gospel of Christ, wherein the love of God and the mercy and the forgiveness of God is released through the gospel of Christ. We sowed the seed. Sometimes it takes longer for the harvest to come in. Listen, I'm sharing testimony after testimony with you. I'm not just preaching the word. I'm preaching to you what I live and how I pray that you will take it and practice it and make it a part of your life. I wanted to test the word of God, so I wanted a new car. But I didn't want to go to the bank. So I prayed. I said, Lord, help me. Show me what to do. He showed me. He told me how much to give and sow out for that car. I did. And I stood in faith, believing God for the harvest to come in. And lo and behold, two and a half years down the road, the harvest came in. I went to the garage, paid cash, and bought the car. Not just one, three of them after four years, four years, four years. You can do the same. If you have a grain of mustard seed, what does the Bible says you must do? Plant it. Plant your faith. Plant your money. What do you need? Look at your life. Take stock of your life and say, what do I lack in my life? What do you lack? Do you lack money? You go to plant some. Do you lack love? Do you feel unloved? Go and plant some. Go find an empty vessel and love them. Be kind to them. You know, you, you, you don't, it's not really such a huge thing. It's very simple. Sometimes a kind word. What do you need? Forgiveness? Forgive. What, what is it that you need in your life right now? What do we need as a congregation? Make a note and start praying. Lord, I'm looking for an empty vessel, Lord. Not just one. Show me a few, please. Each one of you, old enough and mature enough to be discipling two or three people at the same time. I was just a few weeks old and I was ministering to people. Why? Am I, am, I, am I something special, more special than you are? No. I'm just obedient to what the Word of God said. Hello? Oh, it's quiet in here, Michael. <laughs> Somebody took an interest in this young man. Today he wrote his first book. As not the only one. He's going to write many books. He's walking in the center of the will of God for his life. And therefore his children and his grandchildren and down the generations will be blessed because of his faith and because of his obedience to God. This is my life story, folks. I've been traveling the world for 40 years looking for empty vessels so that I can pour the things that I've learned from God into them. Well, I haven't succeeded with everybody, but thank God for those I have succeeded. It makes it worthwhile. What do you have in your house, the prophet said? Imagine the faith of this woman, folks. Imagine the faith of this woman. What would you do? You have a jar of oil. And the Lord says to you, or the man of God says to you, go and find many empty vessels and pour from the one you have into those empty ones. <laughs> Natural wisdom says, are you crazy or something? That's the world's wisdom. It is contrary to the wisdom of God. That's why the Bible says that the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit because they are foolishness to them. But not to us. We have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is of God. 
that we may know the things of God. Put your natural mind to the side and say, mind, shut up, I'm going to obey the Lord. I'm going to do what the Bible says. And you're going to see the miracle working power of God. Peter saw it. He fished all night. He said, Lord, we fished all night. We haven't caught anything. How are we going to catch anything in the... Nevertheless, at your word, I will let down the net. Let me ask you a question. Where did the fish come from? I mean, Peter fished all night there. There were no fish. Where did they come from? And they caught so many, the Bible says, that the nets broke. Where did that fish come from? from the unseen realm of the fourth dimension. And that's where God wants us to live, folks. Not to walk by sight and by feeling, but to walk by faith. If the word of the Lord says it, it settles it. Do it! That's the only way we're going to see multiplication. Amen? Not by sitting on it, but by giving it out. Amen. When you leave this place today, start praying in your place of work, in your neighborhood. Lord, show me where these empty vessels are. I am a person of great worth. Go look at the mirror and say, I am a person of great wealth, great value. You know why? The Bible says, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 7, but we have this treasure where? in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Do you know that you're carrying God's treasure within you? So what does that make you and me? What does that make you? It makes you a person of value. You have value. You have worth. Not because of you, but because of the one you carry within you. God's love has been shed abroad in your heart. But I don't feel it, Pastor. Where did you read, we walk by feeling? Huh? It doesn't say we walk by feeling. It says we walk by faith. Amen? Amen. Keep pouring. And the more you pour, the more you'll see. The more you'll have. And the more you pour, the more you'll have. And lo and behold, there comes... One of you bringing with him seven others. Where did they come from? They came from what you poured into them. Amen. Praise God. Before I end my message today, I want to pray for anyone who has pain in his body, who is suffering. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to do what I preach. So I'm going to pray for your healing. If you are sick in body, I want you to come to the front. And I want to lay hands on you and pray for you. Let's stand. <coughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Thank God for the word. Thank God for the word. Are you here today? Thank God for the word. The word says, by his stripes ye were healed. Not going to be, not may be, but you were. If I were, then I am. And if I am, I've got to act like it. Amen? Amen? Praise God. Praise the Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Paul, be healed. I release, I release that power, Lord, the healing power of the Word of God from the top of His head to the soles of His feet, and we give you all the praise and all the thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 From this moment forward, begin to call those things which be not as though they are. You are healed. Walk in it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth.
I call forth healing in Jesus' name. Be healed. Thank you, Lord. Open up your spirit and receive it, my friend. Receive it. Receive. Receive. Receive the word of the Lord. You are healed. You have been. You are walking it in Jesus' name. Amen. Be healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Remember what I said, what uh, the Lord said to me or showed me in the dream. I said to them, some of you only believe what you see. But I believe what I do not see. And that's faith. Faith is believing what is not yet revealed to the physical senses. That's faith. When you can see, everybody can believe what you see. Amen? You don't have to exercise faith for what you see. It's for what you don't see. Now, it may take some time before your flesh realizes it as well. That's why I said in the dream, my body has not received the revelation yet, but I have it in my spirit. I was in Greece preaching, and right on the pulpit, I made a declaration of faith. I said, we prayed, we believed, and God gave us a minibus, a minivan. Because I used to travel with seven, eight people at the time, going and preaching all over the, the, the nation of Greece. Somebody jumped up and he said, show me the keys. <laughs> if you've received it, show me the keys. And right there and then the Spirit of the Lord struck me. And I opened my mouth and I said, it's in my mouth and in my heart. You know what? A few weeks passed by. And a partner from the United States bought a minivan and shipped it all, all the way to Greece. And we drove that thing for years. Do you have the courage to declare and confess something that you do not see or feel? If you do, it won't be long before you see it manifest in your life. Father, we thank you for your precious word. We give you praise. We love your word, Lord. Thank God for the word of God. Thank you, Lord, for all these testimonies that I shared with your people. I pray, Father, that they have been encouraged today. They have been blessed by what they heard. I pray, Lord, that you will inspire them, that you will empower them to put into practice the things that they know from your word. Help them to see the value they carry. To recognize what they have received. And to share it. And to give it. And to pour it out. So they may see the miraculous working of your kingdom. In Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, church. We hope that you've enjoyed this message. For additional resources and more information, come and visit us at alphaomega.org.za.